everybody, whether you're the president of a company or the paperboy, everybody has the exact same amount of time. You and I both have 24 hours a day. No more, no less. The question is, what do you do with your time? Okay, my friends, I'm really excited to announce the new Authority Podcasting book is on Amazon right now. Me and my colleagues show you all the tips and tricks how to make an awesome podcast, how to publish it, how to do this all with free tools. It's on Amazon right now, Authority Podcasting. Just go to Amazon and type Authority Podcasting in the bar It's on sale right now, my friends. Okay, back to that podcast. Welcome to ZBook Successful Authors Podcast. And today I have with me a best-selling author and modern renaissance man. His book is one of the new hot releases in the dating genre. And if you know, the dating genre in Amazon is really competitive. It's really tough to rank. And he's ranking rather well. Help me uh, welcome Michael Boothby. Hi, Michael. How you doing? Hey, how's it going, Eric? Not bad, not bad. A little rough start there. What, what is it? Mercury retrograde? It's Mercury retrograde right now. I, I believe in Taurus. <laughs> yeah. But isn't Mercury, no, Venus is traveling across the sun too. Isn't it something like that? Possibly. <laughs> the Venus transit. We had the yeah. Venus transit yesterday or something like that. And, and now the Mercury retrograde and my record button just, just vanished. So where yeah, are you right now? I'm in uh, Gainesville, Florida. And I, I also, I just, I just looked up Mercury retrograde in Scorpio. And what Google's telling me is that Mercury retrograding through Scorpio can make everyone feel mentally stagnant. It's hmm. all about nonverbal, slow communication, as opposed to witty banner and snappy mental energy, which is <laughs> weird because I'm going to do stand-up tonight and it's going to be full of witty banter, witty banter and snappy mental energy. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, Tell us about that. You you do stand up. You have a background in sales. Yeah. What else do you do? Oh gosh, I do so much. Um, like I like I said in the book. So the book is kind of uh, I I wrote essentially this book, Message with Purpose: Swipe Dating Simplified. And uh, you know exactly like on the surface, it's just I'm providing people a model to follow. So you never feel lost in uh, in online interaction or an offline interaction. And I wrote it, um, I started writing it. I wrote the bulk of the book, um, I think in around February, March, 2016, when I was living in New Zealand. And at the time I had just been getting into stand-up comedy. So I had started stand-up probably in November of 2015. And then in October of 2015, the month before is when I moved to Wellington um, for the New Zealand Improv Festival, where mm-hmm. I met all these amazing improvisers from New Zealand, Australia, even England. Uh, I think there was one guy from, from Japan, too. It was real wild. And, and I'm very passionate about improv. So before I moved to Wellington, I actually uh, trained a, a short-form comedy team in uh, Wanaka, which is a, a small ski town on the South Island of New Zealand, um, near um, Queenstown, which is probably people are more familiar with that. 
Um, but, but everyone in my class, um, none of them had ever really been performers. There was one guy who joined later in the team who had experience doing improv. But mm-hmm. uh, besides that, none of them were performers. They were really all just ski bums. And I taught them improv over uh, like, you know, around eight weeks. And we ended up doing a short form comedy show in the style of like, whose line is it anyway at this bar um, in, in downtown Wanaka. And, and we packed it out and it was like so fun. We got the whole place laughing and I was cool. hosting it. And then they did a great job. and. And then yeah. from there, it's like we just started practicing more and we ended up getting into more long form and stuff. And um, but it was just amazing. Well, what I learned during that um, experience uh, coaching all the all, all the, the guys and the girls over there in, in Wanaka, and they were from all over, too. I mean, yeah. we, had, we had one person from New Zealand, uh, one guy from Canada. who He's he's hilarious. I I got to reach out with him when I when I got some more money because I want to write a show for him. He's so funny. Um, we had, we had people from Europe, um, all over. And, and even there was even someone in our group, um, Ter- Teresa, she didn't, um, she didn't, English wasn't even a first language, but she was such a brilliant, um, um, physical comedian and, and she could use that on the stage. So yeah. what I learned from teaching this class was that improvisation is very powerful, um, and can transform the way that you behave every day of your life. Um, and something I've been meditating on recently is like the concept of introversion and extroversion. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to think that's all bullshit. <laughs> oh, really? Why? Oh, wait yeah. a second. Before, before okay. I, I, it kind of begs the question though, somebody that's good at stand-up comedy, why do they need help with dating? I mean, don't, I mean, the girls are just falling all over you, right? No. Oh, God. Have you ever been to an open mic? <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's been a long it's time. It's brutal, man. No, no. I mean, and, and three years in Chicago, man, and, and comedy is mostly a, it's a mostly male-dominated field. And I, I know a, a lot of amazing female comics, both here in Gainesville, Florida, and, and up in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I actually, for a while, I stopped going to open mics when I was living in Chicago because... Um, it was depressing, man. And I struggled a lot with my mental health up, up in Chicago. I mean, I'm from Florida originally, so there was the cold, um, but also just spent a lot of time as just like a starving artist. You know, I, yeah. I, I was worried so much about just paying the bills and stuff up there. It was really hard for me to be creative. And then, and then, then to push myself to go to an open mic full of a bunch of other guys who are trying to make other people laugh, who have their own insecurities toxic masculinity and it's like i just didn't want to be in those rooms man it was you know like i was depressed enough as it was so i kind of stopped doing stand-up for a while just because i uh it didn't feel like a healthy community oh you got to come to germany here there's a it's a much more mixed crowd you know yeah yeah i mean new zealand is where i got into comedy and i i loved the scene in wellington Mm -hmm. um real supportive men and women and and it just I don't know. It was much lighter, I think. And I don't know. I never, I've never been in New York. I hear it's intense, but Chicago, I mean, there, you know, if you go to the right rooms, like, I mean, my, my ex and I produced, um, produced a show out of our house called live from mom's basement. <laughs> and that was fun. And we, we really focused on making it a warm and inviting room where people would feel comfortable you know, performing and where it felt like we could all talk and hang out after. And, and it was a community and not so much a, room full of lonely guys <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's too bad yeah, that's what it was yeah, yeah well they you know, made something good out of it though that's cool 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, you always got to try to <laughs> make a make make a, a diamond out of shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or carbon. For lack of a, or carbon, yeah, you yeah. know, it's all, we're all carbon, right? <laughs> Carbon-based life forms. What, yeah, um, right. So yeah. then what about sales? You also have a background in sales? Yeah, so again, so back when I was writing the book um, in New Zealand, so this is kind of where I started to put all the pieces together because – um, living in the small town of Wanaka, you know, if you downloaded Tinder, you scrolled for one day and it was like, that's it. <laughs> that's everyone. Um, yeah. So, you know, and you, you know most of the people in a small town. And I say this in my book, you know, if you live in like a rural area or a small town, like it's just these dating apps aren't going to be very effective for you because you probably already know everyone. And like maybe you'll find one or two people who you know you don't know maybe you can go out with but uh, you know really you got to be in a city or even, like Gainesville's not a like a city like New York or Chicago but it's a college town and you know there's there's a, a good amount of people here um yeah. you, you yeah. need you need a um it's like a, an experiment right you need a large um what's it population or um you need a large data set you know because yeah. that's in my opinion that's all dating is right it's just data we're just, it's just, it's a numbers game. The more people you can get in front of and go out on dates with, the more you find, have an opportunity to find someone you connect with. Right. Um, and learn and learn. And again, that's like an, uh, uh, one of the core conclusions of my book and something that I want everybody to, to walk away with is that these dating apps and dating in general is a classroom. You know, and from a spiritual perspective, I do believe that we are all one. And mm -hmm. so every time you go on a date with someone, it's like, hey, me, what's up? How's it going? Oh, I actually really like that part about me. Oh, that part about me, I don't like. Mm -hmm. You know, so like every time you vibe with someone, what you like about someone else, is, they're just shining a, a light on this part of yourself that you like. And yeah. on that same token, every time you meet someone and you don't like them, guess what? They're also shining a light on a part of yourself that you don't like to look at. Hmm. And so that's um, – if we can all learn to not take things personally, which is one of the four agreements, which everybody should read that book because it, it would make everybody a better human. Hmm. Um, and, what, and about your choose... book or was that another book oh, you no. just mentioned? Oh, yeah, the four agreements. Oh, um, have you not, have you not read the four agreements? No, I just heard about oh it. Oh my just gosh. From you. Are you kidding me? By, um, so. oh my gosh. I, I, I mean, I, it's a book that everyone by Don Miguel, Don Miguel Ruiz, the four agreements. Okay. Um, I'm writing it down. It, yeah. I mean, this is a book that, I mean, this was a bestseller. He's a, he's, he's amazing. It's about, um, Toltec wisdom and, and really it's like his, it, I mean, it's worth repeating. It's so important. You know, and the four agreements are, are as follows. Agreement one, be impeccable with your word. Mm -hmm. Integrity. Integrity is everything. Agreement two, don't take anything personally. Agreement mm -hmm. three, don't make assumptions. Agreement four, always do your best. Mm -hmm. And it's so simple. It's like literally just four agreements that if you always keep in mind, you know, like mm -hmm. you're you'll manifest your dreams you'll live a good life you know and it's and they're so simple right yeah they're simple to read simple yeah. to hear much harder to actually follow every day um but i i i love that i mean everybody i think everybody should read that book but especially agreement too don't take anything personally with yeah. dating 
it's so important that that men and women do that because if you don't man <laughs> you're yeah. gonna have a bad time you're gonna have a really bad time yeah. but you're also gonna be stubborn and you're not going to be able to learn about yourself because that's what dating is it's really this very powerful tool um for self-knowledge and self-growth mm -hmm. but only if you don't take things personally and always are looking to grow because that's again like i said earlier you know shining the shit into a diamond you can always turn you can always learn you can always learn from a situation good or bad and in fact i would argue it is the bad situations where we grow more mm -hmm. yeah I, I i that resonates with me too i've i've done a lot of things like um art shows and stuff like that where uh, yeah. you know you get a you get some critique and a lot of people get their feelings hurt but uh, the good critique never helps really it's always the bad ones where you know you learn yeah you know it's it's feedback right you right. cannot grow without feedback and i guess i learned that because i studied history and you know and i went to the university of florida which is here in gainesville which is fun because i actually i meet up with my professors like a few times a month because i'm always again i'm always asking them about their projects or if they need help with any writing I actually one of my professors is doing a talk about u.s foreign policy um like kind of you know from the 20th century up to trump and she's going and she's giving it in japan and she's actually paying me now to help her with it i'm like this is amazing i'm like got a cool. bachelor's degree and I'm doing the work of a grad student, except I'm getting paid. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, again, like, like I said, modern Renaissance, man, I, I have a lot of different um, sources of income just cause I have so many different passions and, um, and you majored in, in uh, what you, and that's, so that's why you're helping her with her speech. Oh yeah. And then I, I mean, I just, um, yeah, cause I miss, um, <laughs> excuse me <coughs> sorry guys i'm recovering from the flu last week uh oh uh oh um, yeah don't get sick through the the sound waves oh god yeah. <laughs> um no i'm yeah i'm helping her out because I, I i love history work i love history writing um you know i think that's where i learned how to become a writer was was studying history um mm -hmm. i actually in one, my sophomore year i wrote a paper um about u.s panty raids at the University of Florida in the 1950s. And it actually got published in the UF Undergraduate History Journal, which was awesome. <laughs> and actually, what's really funny is one of my theater professors here, Charlie Mitchell, he actually wrote a play about um, UF in the 50s. And he told me, he's like, hey, I found your, your um, journal article and I actually used it to help inspire this play I'm writing. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I love Gainesville so much. <laughs> so what, what was that? So for the people out there that don't know, what is UF? Yeah, oh, the University of Florida. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a higher education institution. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excellent, excellent. Of a better phrase. Um, but anyway, let's, let's, yeah? bring, let's bring it back to, um, right, the sales. <laughs> So again, when I was writing this um, <coughs> book, um, obviously Wanaka, the small town, uh, couldn't really use Tinder. So when I moved to Wellington, I was like, oh, finally, there, you know, I think Wellington is about, um, gosh, 300,000 people. It's the capital of New Zealand, but it's, okay. it's not as big as Auckland. I think it's probably the second biggest 
city, maybe equal to Christchurch, I'm not sure. But um, <coughs> anyways, I could finally use Tinder again. So I started going on a lot more dates. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the jobs I was getting too. So I was doing, that's when I, I wanted to get into improv, um, but essentially was told by the performing improv groups, they're like, hey, uh, we're audition only, but we're not having auditions right now. And I was like, well, I'm American on a visa, so I'm probably not going to be here when you host auditions next. Um, but I wanted to perform because I, I just love being on stage. And so I found uh, my friend, um, Julia Bergeser. She, every other two weeks, she put on a new material workshop mm -hmm. um, for stand-up comedians where you could come and they would be writing exercises and you'd practice holding a microphone and stage skills um, and writing jokes. And we would all just work together and write jokes and, and workshop them. And then every Thursday they had an open mic called Hard Cases. So mm -hmm. you would like, you know, do the writing on Sunday and then on Thursday you'd go to the open mic and then try out your jokes. Um, so I started getting into that and I was like, oh my God, this is like frightening. It's so scary, but also like really cool. And then you get like your first like big laugh on stage and that feeling is, is, is unbelievable. Um, yeah. And so at the same time though, I was working door to door sales, which uh -huh. I'm like, that still exists in New Zealand. I don't even think people do that here in uh, the States <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, good question. <laughs> but and I'd never done that, but you know, obviously I'm, I'm a pretty um, social guy. So uh, I just kind of threw myself into it, but like, man, it was like, it was tough because you're knocking on all these doors. Most people aren't even home. If people are at home, it's like, I was selling charity. Like nobody wants to <laughs> donate to charity, like, you know, out of their own will. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> then, uh, Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. Everybody. It, yeah, I'm in Germany and the flu wave is going around too. So same, man. I know so many people who are sick right now, and I'm uh, like, I, like I was stuck in. I was stuck in bed for like three days last week. Yeah. I was. I was talking to. I, I was crazy. I was like hallucinating. I had like the fever. It was wild. I was talking to my shaman. I was like, I was like seeing stuff. <laughs> I wasn't on any plant medicine, and he was like, Oh yes. Yes, often on fevers like that can happen, and it's very magical. I was like, "This is awesome, cool." <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. with such a rich background, so then why Tinder? Um. Okay, sure. So first of all, I started connecting the dots between door-to-door -door sales mm -hmm. and doing stand-up comedy and and going on dates. Because it's all like, and Tinder especially, because Tinder's like you're matching with people, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's like you're just messaging them, and it's the same as like sales, right? You're going, you're going dating, especially on dating app. It's a sale, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, here's a warm lead. You're both attracted, and now you have to go in there and make the sale. Except instead of you know selling something, it's just getting a date. And ideally, if you've both matched on an app, you both want to go out with each other. That's what you signal. I'm attracted to you. I would like to meet up with you and see how we connect. Mm -hmm. So then it's just like, it's just like this jigsaw puzzle, right? You're like, how yeah. do I guide this along? And what I found was the best way to do that is comedy. You know, when you open, when, when you shine a light on something in someone's profile and, and honestly, you don't even have to be funny. That's all you have to do. Like, listen, if you're a guy and you're confused about dating apps and you're listening to this and you're wondering like, what the fuck do I say to someone who I matched with? It's that easy. Just shine a light on something in their profile, whether their bio or their photos, that's interesting to you. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
that's like all like at bare minimum that's all you have to do but like but like if you want bonus points like if you can also say say that information in a clever and or funny way that's even better because what I found is in sales and, and like, I feel like this is how I, I hate to say the word sell people now, but like when I go out in public, I'm always talking about my book and stuff. And, and I just, it's just, it's just about intrigue, get people interested in you. Yeah. And how do you get people interested in you? Make them laugh, hmm. make them laugh. Because when you make people laugh, you're giving them value. Like a laughter is healing. A, a, a laughter is medicine. It shocks you into the present moment it gets you into your body it gets you out of your head when you're laughing at something that's funny you're not thinking about like oh the shit that your ex texted you or like mm -hmm. what am i gonna have for dinner or like oh god am i gonna get fired you're not because you're laughing and yeah. so when you make other people laugh they want to hear what you have to say like <laughs> you know if anything that's maybe that's another conclusion of the book let's all make people laugh more like let's be funny or like Life's a joke. We're all going to die. Let's have a good time. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I got some technical questions. Well, um, I heard that with Tinder, you should uh, dwell on a profile because they're measuring the dwell time. So you shouldn't just swipe really? through like a teenager at 1,000 miles an hour. You, you, know, you have to go to the person's profile and, and get the dwell time up to trigger the algorithm. You know anything what? about that? No, I've actually never heard that um that's interesting i'm gonna have to do some research about that but because i i don't normally do that because um i don't like to heavily invest in in a woman that i'm attracted to who who i don't know if is gonna swipe right on me you know yeah because then it's like i used to do that when i was younger and i would get my hopes up i'd be like oh my gosh this woman looks so amazing and you swipe right, but then they would never swipe right for you. So then it's like, why did you waste your time kind of reading that? So like, that's why I say in my book, like, I don't know, like, I know women, it's different for men and women, I, like swipe, how to swipe. Like as a man, I think it's like, I look at the profile picture and I say, like, am I attracted to this person? And it's not even like in my head, it's in my body, right? It's like, if I saw this person, would I be like, oh my gosh, they're so beautiful. Or like, oh my gosh, would I want to talk to them? Mm -hmm. And if the answer is yes, I swipe right. And if the answer is no, I swipe left. Because if there's no physical attraction, it's not going to work out. Mm -hmm. cool. um, and so like I say that in my book, like, it's like, that might sound shallow, but like, that's how dating works in real life, right? Like yeah. you're at a yeah. bar or you're out in public going, oh my gosh, look at this person. They're so amazing. I must go talk to them. It's the same thing. It's just online. A swipe right is essentially when you both swipe right on each other, it's like you're at a bar and you both made eye contact and we're like, yo, what's up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's different for women. Women get much, 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 much more matches than, than men. You know, mm -hmm. as a man, you're at a disadvantage on dating apps. It's much more competitive. Um, you're not going to get as many matches as women. And that's why I argue in my book, you're, when you, your profile needs to be well-built. It, yeah. um, it need, needs to be well-written. It needs to be expressive. And you need to leave, um, I call this breadcrumb theory, but like you need to leave breadcrumbs, conversational breadcrumbs. So if someone's interested in you, they have an easy way to start a conversation with you. Hmm. Um, and that's, that might be more important for women than men because I find that even in my research, I found that um, men are still sending the first message more often than women. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and obviously there's apps like Bumble now where women 
are only women are allowed to send the first message. But you know what? You know what? I get a lot of matches on Bumble, and women. Some of the women they they'll never mess. They never message me, <laughs> which tells me they don't know what to say. Huh. What's that app called? Also buy my book, uh, Bumble. Bumble, like Bumblebee. Yeah, like a Bumblebee. So yeah, the the three <laughs> apps I the four apps I primarily use are Tinder, Bumble, Hinge, and OkCupid. Um, and of those, I still think Tinder is still the best. It's, I mean, uh, I'll say least worst because none of them are the best. <laughs> I think they're all terrible, which is why I'm just going to make my own dating app. That's going to be better than all of them, but cool. <laughs> that's under wraps right now. Um, but there'll be, there'll be more information, um, coming out about that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I let find, me know. We'll do a launch. Yeah. Yeah. I would love that, man. Yeah. Um, I'm actually... I got a developer. Um, I have one of my business partners here is going to help me with the marketing. And then I have another guy here who's helping me with the branding and, and, and the, the sales and marketing as well. So we're a lean team right now, but I, I have a lot of ideas. And I, my main reason why I want to make a dating app is um, the customer service right now for all mm -hmm. these companies, non-existent. Hmm. Non-existent. Yeah. If you have a problem with their app, whether with the function of it or if you have a problem with dating, there's yeah. no one, they don't have customer success teams because they don't care hmm. because most of them are owned by one. Well, Bumble is owned by someone else, but I'm pretty sure Tinder, OkCupid, uh, maybe even, I don't know, a few others are owned by Match.com, which is a multi-billion dollar conglomerate who does, they don't give a fuck about their users. <laughs> They're making so much money. Yeah. It's all about quantity to them, not quality. And yeah. so I want to create an app. That's the opposite. I, I want to yeah. make sure everybody on my app is having an amazing time hmm. dating and using the app. And um, like, if you're having any issues, like just call like, here's here. We'll have a phone number. We'll have an email. We'll have tech support. Like here's our customer success team. If you have a problem with the app, we'll fix it. If you have an idea to make the app better, shit, if we like it, we'll implement it the next day. Why not? I'm yeah. all about collaboration. But also, it's like if the issue is with dating, I'm just going to put my whole book in the app as a help section. Because hmm. why yeah, not? Cool. It's already categorized like that. Chapter one is about writing your bio. Chapter two, swiping. Yep. Three, messaging. So it's like, hey, where, where are you stuck? Before you even, you know, contact our team, like check out the book. Which yeah, you've got is, all like, the groundwork the right there. Exactly. So it's yeah. like, you know, why I don't care about making money from selling a book. I just want people to, to, to have a better time yeah. on these apps. So I'll just include it in my app. Um, but at the same time, if, if your issue is with dating, you can call our customer success team and, and I'll be there with a team of dating coaches to help you out. Yeah, you know, that's a really good approach. I was just reading or listening probably to a podcast about, you know, how like those companies you just described, that's the exact opposite of what Amazon does and what all of the top companies do that where well, all of the investors look into. Right, right. And, and I don't, I'm not somebody who's ever going to have investors mm. because I don't want to answer to anybody. And I think that the business model they have is exploitative mm. and it's just, I mean, it like it's, it's, it's not sustainable, but what is sustainable is relationships and I want, I want to be in relationship with everybody who's using my app. I want to make sure you're having a good experience dating because these companies, like they have blogs and stuff, which is nice if you're in like 2005, but it's 2019. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, yeah. why don't we make a dating app that is more interactive and, and, and integrated so that not only if you use my app, like not only are you going to go on more and better dates, but you're going to get better at dating because why not? I'm combining essentially a dating app with, with like with coaching. And, yeah. and why don't we have more companies like that? Like where that teach a man to fish, right? Yeah. And, I, and we both know the answer to that is because they don't want you to learn how to do it yourself. They want you to be a customer. They want you to be a passive consumer. I don't. I want people who use my app to be active consumers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's I want great. Them, right, yeah. yeah. That's what, what I was talking about. Um, I don't know what study it was, but it, the, the companies that obsess about the customer experience and just obsess about the customer are the ones that are the most successful and, and uh, get all the whatever, funding or whatever, you know? Well, it's true. And, and I'm, I'm very um, inspired because um, here in Gainesville, there's a lot of tech startups. And oh, a yeah. lot of my good friends from college um, either founded one, my friend Aiden Augustine, is the founder of Feather. They're a digital marketing company, a digital marketing suite for events and um, uh, for events and, and associations. So he's the founder of that. Um, my friend Alexander Leventhal is the CEO. I got coffee with him two weeks ago, just picking his brain. Um, <laughs> but what really inspired me, because I, I, I the idea to make an app just came to me like um, mm -hmm. a month ago, but their chief marketing officer, um, his name's uh, Abai, Corona. I, I hope I'm not butchering his last name, but he posted on Facebook. Um, and I want to find it because he posted this thing and I said, wow, that's, that's so amazing. Um, and that's why I think that's why he's so successful in that company. But I, I think it's also a recipe for success uh, mm -hmm. for anyone really. Um, yeah, right here. He said, uh, one week ago, um, a Bicron, a chief marketing officer of at Feather on LinkedIn, he said, PSA for all marketers, parentheses, including myself, spend way less time studying marketing trends and tactics, spend way more time studying your customers and your product. The best marketing comes from deep customer and brand product understanding, not from being first to implement a new trick. Hashtag marketing. That's, a, that's amazing. Yeah. It's so simple. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it makes sense. Like, why wouldn't you want to make like, like, and, and for my, for, for me example, like I want to make the best dating app. So I, that's why I'm on every dating app. I want to mm -hmm. see what they're doing. What are they charging for? And, yeah. and how are people like, how, how do people feel about it? And when I've been posting about swipe dating apps on my Facebook, a lot of people are really upset with them and they're mm -hmm. not listening because they don't care because they're there you go. There's your, so there's your money. in. Exactly. Finally, like, Michael Boothby, finally, a swipe dating app that cares about you as much as you care about dating. Yeah. It's that simple. Let's cool. grow together. It's not yeah. so you, much you, that you're my, uh, you're my customer. It's like, this is a partnership. Every, like, let's all grow together. Right on. So you got I the first I, version out or a website? No, it'll be coming. So um, I own the domain swipedatingsimplified.com. Uh -huh. So that's where I'm going to be hosting kind of my book. Um, my coaching courses, that'll kind of be my dating coaching company. And there's also, that's going to be um, <coughs> have all the information for the, the, the swipe dating app, cool. um, which I haven't, I haven't come up with a name for it yet. I have some ideas, but um, I'm definitely going to get that up before December 5th. Um, December 5th, uh, I am 
doing a pot or not a podcast. I'm doing a book launch party in downtown Gainesville at an art gallery. So I'm going to be giving a 45 minute talk about my book and swipe dating apps. Um, I'm going to be doing a 10 minute stand up set about relationships and dating with uh, five of my other favorite comedians here. So 60 minutes of comedy. And then following that, there'll be live music from, I don't know, either myself. I, I probably, that's a lot to do in one night. I might find another local musician to come and just play some love songs and there'll be food and drink. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be really awesome. I'm really excited cool. for it. And, but and where's that? When's to, that? Um, <laughs> that's at 8 p.m. at the Slate, the uh, SL8, number eight. Um, which right. is an art gallery in downtown Gainesville on um, Thursday, December 5th. So if you're local or even if you're from you know, Orlando, Tampa, Jacksonville, like, I would love for you to drive over. It's going to be a really awesome night. Um, and I'm definitely going to be having a little bit of a, um, a reveal uh, of the, um, the dating app, at least some mock-ups. And any, awesome. everybody who comes, is tickets are $22. You're going to get food and drink tickets. Everyone's going to get a signed paperback copy of my book. And I think in that book as well, we're going to have like a special offer for the app. So if you come to that event, you're going to either get like a month of premium or whatever we decide to do. We're, we, I, want to, I want to give people something to just uh, reward them for being an early adopter, if you will. <laughs> cool, man. So December 5th, Gainesville, Florida. Yeah, yeah, at the slate. Fifth. I'm writing. Yeah. I'm writing it down. I have a Facebook event up too, an Eventbrite. So yeah, you can if you can post that in your um. Oh, after yeah. when we get Send the me show, a link. That'd be amazing. Well, yes. I will do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Send me a link and I'll link you up. Cool. So tell me about some other transformational things in your journey. I, you were on this Ask oh, wow. Woman podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was earlier this year, um, and that was really awesome. Marnie Kenris, she's a dating coach out in LA, and because I used to follow her when I was in college, um, and she was actually the one who told me to go on Tinder when like it just came out, and she was like, "Hey, if you're single, uh, if you're a guy and you're single, like there's no reason for you to not be on these dating apps." And I was like, "What is this?" And that's yeah. when I downloaded Tinder for the first time, and was like, "This is crazy," <laughs> you know. And then. Um, <laughs> my friend Walter and I, we used to hang out and we would just, we would write poems and raps to girls that we matched with. <laughs> and it yeah. was so much fun. <laughs> As I die from the flu live on air. Geez. Yeah. You, you can, um, we can hit the pause button if you want to go get a water or something. Oh no, I, I've got, I've got drinks. Yeah. It's all That's good. Cool. Um, so another yes. transformational moment from your journey there. <coughs> yeah. Um, talking to her was really great. Marnie and um, Kristen, who's a, uh... <coughs> sorry. <laughs> As I'm like, I'm okay. I'm just going to laugh um, over your coughing. That's great. Please, please <laughs> okay. laugh at my suffering. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, um, yeah. So the podcast is with her and, um, um, Kristen, oh gosh, I'm forgetting her last name, but she's she's a comedian and 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 she's really funny too. So that we, we talked all about swipe dating apps, um, kind of just like best practices, um, and it was really fun. It was a great conversation, um, really wild because then I, I I did a leadership training out in Colorado in um, March and April, and when I was out there, I went to a, a seminar by Kyle Cease. Are you are you familiar with Kyle? No, no, no. So Kyle Cease, um, he used to be a stand-up comedian. He was on Comedy Central. Okay. Um, but now he does like this awesome 
like he does like transformational seminars um mm -hmm. and he has his website's called evolvingoutloud.com and i remember i went to his seminar yeah um check it out um he actually just came out with a um a movie called the illusion of money um mm. where he's kind of helping people break out of scarcity patterns and um well, rethink their relationship with money yeah i mean he's an amazing dude and when i went to his event i knew that eventually he would ask for questions so i sat in the front row um and then when he asked for he's like who's got a question i raised my hand i was like hey man how do I get up on that stage to where like to be you without a Comedy Central show? And he laughed, he laughed to himself, everyone laughed and he said, well, why don't you grab that microphone and get up here and see what it feels like? And mm. so I ended up uh, being up on stage with him for the next 45 minutes going through these um, processes, but also kind of talking about my philosophies. And, and he was just like, wow, like this guy's really awesome. And um, I actually talked to him cool. backstage after and he, he said he would come on my podcast um, but honestly, right now, like I, I had a podcast at the time called the Michael Boothby Show, which it was um, less of a podcast, more of a um, I would go on Facebook Live and I would interview people. Um, and I liked doing that because I got to do interviews um, while, um, you know, my friends and family could comment and ask questions as well. It was uh, really interactive. I'm, I'm much more drawn to video than um, just straight mm -hmm. audio. Um, but I had I, I paused that show in May. I did about 23 episodes. Um, but I wanted him to come on the show. And I mean, last time I think I, I emailed his agent. She was like, oh, well, like, give us the info for your show and, and, and your audience and all that. And I was like, and that, at that point, I was like, my life kind of fell apart in May. And I was like, I don't have the time for this. But I, I kind of am building. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be doing my own podcast as well about dating. And again, I, I'm like a one-man company right now. So I, just, I don't have the time yeah. to, to, to do all this. But I also bought the domain. Uh, swipe dating dude.com uh, <laughs> cool. yeah. i'm gonna be the swipe dating dude <laughs> and so That's i cool. want to use that yeah i want to do that to have a podcast and talk to other dating coaches and dating experts um but i also want to feature couples who um found love and romance um mm. through dating apps actually more more than that i, I want to talk to i want to find people who are now best friends who mm -hmm. met on a swipe dating app and have them on the show. And, and the whole purpose of the show is to show people uh, the infinite potential that lays in this technology. Yeah. Uh, Cause all, what it is, is it, it's, it's a very powerful technology to connect human beings and create communities. And that's um, community is what we need now more than ever. And one of my favorite authors, um, Kurt Vonnegut, that's what he always said about the 21st century was that the way forward for humanity is uh, community. Um, and there's another author, um, Johan Hari, he's an English journalist who came out with two books that mm -hmm. were very influential in my life. The first was called Chasing the Scream, um, mm -hmm. which is all about addiction. Um, and the second book, which came out, I remember, um, Jan January of 2018, um, because I was really depressed at the time living in Chicago. And he came out with this book called um, Lost Connections uncovering the real causes of depression and the surprising solutions. Um, and I'll be open and upfront with, with, with my history and my mental health. I, I've struggled with depression since I was a kid. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, and what he argues in that book is that the narrative that there's something wrong with us, that, that mm -hmm. there's like not enough serotonin in our brain or dopamine or all that, 
Um, he <laughs> argues that that's all wrong. And that was a, a whole narrative that was used to sell us antidepressants. Um, <laughs> I believe and, it. And he, right. And he was somebody who his whole life was on Paxil um, <laughs> because that's what they told him. They said, oh, well, you're depressed and, and you need an SSRI because your, your brain's malfunctioning. Mm -hmm. And yet every year he would go to his doctor and they would raise his, oh, well, you know, it would work for a little bit. And then he would say, oh, well, now I feel bad again. Oh, we'll just raise the prescription. Oh, we'll raise it. Oh, we'll put mm -hmm. you on something else now. And it's like, man, human beings have lived on this planet for thousands of years. And, and, and they were mm -hmm. fine. It's chemical <laughs> lobotomy. Right. Um, but what he argues in the book is the cause of depression. And it's the same cause for addiction. Mm -hmm. it, 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 it's isolation and loneliness. It's a lack yeah. of community, um, which if you look at our world right now, um, community is, is, I would argue, since 9-11, mm -hmm. since probably the end of the 90s, early 2000s, we have seen the atomization of um, culture in the Western world, um, you know, and the isolation of people. You know, we're all, exactly, we're all finding love on dating apps and we're finding yeah. entertainment through our, our one room apartments through our screens, through Netflix, through Disney Plus, through Hulu. And, we're, mm -hmm. and, and, and we don't have the community that we used to have in, you know, years ago. And, and even to take it back even further from ancient times when we lived tribally, every, there was community everywhere. And that's yeah. why people didn't get depressed because you can't get depressed when you have you know, like 10 brothers and sisters and dads and moms looking after you. Well, this is a byline in your, um, is it in your book or the description? It says, how can we not only keep our humanity through seemingly dehumanizing technology, but elevate our lives and relationships through it? Exactly. Yeah, that's the, the, the description to my book. And yeah, I think that's ultimately what I'm, what I'm posing to my readers and, and yeah. to humanity is, we have these smartphones like you and I, I'm talking to myself in my room and like magic, uh, we were able to have this conversation across the globe Pretty and cool, then huh? record it and send it out to even more people. It's amazing. Yep. Awesome. It's magic. At the speed of yeah. light. At the speed of words. <laughs> um, <laughs> cool. Yeah, but exactly though. It's like technology is, is it's a tool. That's all it is. And it'll either be the tool of our destruction or it can be the tool of our salvation. Mm -hmm. And when, and how do we, um, how do we know which one it will be? It depends on our intention. Mm -hmm. What is our message? What is our purpose? You know, that's message with purpose. That's the name of the book. And, and really it's like your message can be anything mm -hmm. and your purpose can be anything. But if you choose to be noble and we choose to use technology to bring us together and, and to um, connect with others in a very vulnerable and authentic way, then that's powerful. That's so yeah. powerful because now we're reaching people who we would have never been able to reach in our day-to-day -day life. It just mm -hmm. wouldn't happen. And so I argue, and maybe this is like another app that maybe will come after, like perhaps we can use the swipe dating technology to create communities. Like imagine if you're swiping right for just like, hey, I love this thing, boom. Yeah. And if you if you swipe right, you all get to join the group. Mm -hmm. Like that that no one's doing that. That's that's amazing. 
That's, so that's what I like about you in your book is that uh, message with purpose, right? People think, oh, a dating book, a dating app, you know, how deep yeah. can that be? But, you know, you see through <laughs> our conversation, there's much more behind it. It's not just another dating book, message with purpose. I really like no, that. No, it, it goes so much deeper than yeah. just dating. It's, 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 it's communication, um, it's sociology, um, it's philosophy, but most, it's just, it's just a book about here's a really easy way to connect with people and we all need to connect with others more often because we miss that like i mean exhibit a the other day one of my neighbors like like was just you know coming home and i was like hey man how's it going like i just moved in like what's Mm -hmm. your name Mm -hmm. and we had this whole conversation and he was like he's like uh, studying like music and we connected and I was like, this man, I was like, well, I'm, I'm a, you know, I just wrote this book and, and I host a lot of events in my place. Like, I would love to add you on Facebook. I'd love to invite you. And he was like, this is great. Like, wow. He's like, I've lived here a year and no one's talked to me. And I'm like, God, that's so <laughs> sad. But that's, yeah. that's probably so common yeah. um, everywhere. And it's like, why don't we just talk to our neighbors? And, and, I, and I know why. And I can answer that question. It's because we live in a post 9-11 world of fear. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing to fear. Like, really, there is there is nothing to fear. Like, terrorism doesn't exist. I'll yeah, say it. A, like, it, you know, yeah. it's an ideology that, and, and if I want to get historical here, and I do, um, if we look at the end of World War II in the Western world, we had, oh, well, we, oh the enemy, the Nazis, the enemy's gone. Mm-hmm. Oh, but we, have, we built up this giant military-industrial complex. What shall we do with it? Communism. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, we'll fight communism everywhere. Yeah. So rich people can make money off of the death of children yeah. and the sale of bombs and guns and weapons. And so what happens? In 1991, I'm born the same month that the Soviet Union falls. You're welcome, world. <laughs> yeah, cool, huh? <laughs> Correlation. <laughs> yeah, my my birth ended the Soviet Union, right? Oh, yeah. No, but anyways, when we had the 90s, right? And we yeah. had these small world, we had like these kind of small, small little skirmishes. We had Bill Clinton in office. What do we have? We had Somalia, a few, <coughs> um, Kosovo, all these small things that were mostly humanitarian actions. Um, and then like 2001 comes by and it's like 9-11. Yeah. Oh, terrorism. Actually, it was Osama bin Laden, who we funded in the 1980s to, to fight the yeah. Russians. Like, fuck off. Like. If you look at the history, it's all real suspicious. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to go into a crazy 9-11 conspiracy here. But, like, isn't it convenient that when one enemy has gone, now we're replacing it with, like, terrorism in the Middle East, which is another area of the world that, like, most Americans knew nothing about anyways and was very mm-hmm. easy to sensationalize and radicalize. And that's a big reason why I came to the University of Florida to study history. I studied yeah. U.S. foreign policy in the 20th century. I studied yeah. uh, the U.S. Middle East relations. I studied the Middle East because I, I was in third, no, I was in second grade when, when, when the planes hit the Twin Towers. And I was like, mm-hmm. what the hell's going on? And, yeah. But I knew after that day, you just felt it in the whole culture. You felt the fear. They, they created this environment where, 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 you know, where neighbors don't trust each other mm-hmm. and where if someone looks like different became bad. But I mean, now, you know, you know, leaders throughout history have been using that, that fucking mm-hmm. excuse. Oh, immigrants. It's the immigrants. It's the people mm-hmm. that look different from you. And it's not. We're all souls. We're all one. And we're all connected. And we are, like, honestly, all these people in the Middle East, they just want love. They just want connection. They want the same things that we want. And anyone who wants to argue me and say otherwise, like, you're, you're brainwashed. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what the question is? 
the, que the, the question is going to become more and more, uh, what is it, 21st century? The most, the most vital question we have is what do we do with the largest military in the world when there are no wars? And it's how the question this? that nobody yeah, wants you, to answer. I'll answer it right now. Yeah. How about instead, how about we put the guns down and we pick up shovels mm -hmm. and we go across the world and we build the best infrastructure across the whole world? <laughs> well, you have to have a war to do that. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. Let's, like, let's just do it out of, out of love and kindness because we're all humans sharing this earth. Yeah. And if it's, we don't all work together, we're all going to perish. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's we're, frustrating, we're isn't it? so many problems all yeah. at once. Climate I'm with change, you. I'm with you, brother. But you know, yeah. you know, Ike Eisenhower. He said it. What was he? Four star, five star general. He said, "Beware yeah, yeah. of the military-industrial industrial complex. complex." You can see exactly. the video. It's on YouTube. Yeah, I, I, I know it well. I know you it know? well, and I know there's. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people I follow. David Wilcock. Um, which like this mm -hmm. is the, the. I mean, this is kind of the more out there stuff that I'm into. Is like you know. I don't even mm -hmm. like using the word aliens because it's actually um, that's actually derogatory. <laughs> Extraterrestrials, yeah. interdimensional yeah. beings. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, a lot of them argue that what he was saying there, beware the military-industrial complex. Of course, I mean, if you look at yep. the history of the 20th century, it's ridden with mm -hmm. unnecessary war. Vietnam, we had no reason to be in Vietnam. Yeah. That was a revolutionary war. That was a country that uh, – Vietnam that was owned by – it was a colony of France and they wanted their freedom, just like the United States wanted yeah. from England. Like what a concept. And then we come in there and are like, no, no, you don't get to have freedom because of socialism. You know what's mm -hmm. fucked up? The hmm. Russians weren't even involved with Vietnam. But as yeah. soon as we got involved, they said, well, I guess <laughs> we'll join the party too, which, which tells us what? That we wanted to be there because we wanted to sell arms because people were making money off of it. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, well, I don't want to get too political, but it's it oh, is frustrating, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> oh, you get me fired. Up. <laughs> <laughs> it's the history in me, man. But you know, yeah. it's all connected. It's all yeah. connected. Um, and exactly like B B. I would argue that those forces, like the military-industrial complex, mm -hmm. to me, those are the same people as the companies, the Match.coms that own these apps. And they don't care. They don't, they're not humanists. They just care about making money. And if yeah. you care, like I, I argue the way forward for entrepreneurs and business in the 21st century is putting people before profits. Hmm. Because like, I think if you care about your customers and you care about your product and your money will come, yeah. people will gladly give you their, your money. And it's so old exploitation is old we don't need it anymore it's old it's 20th century it's like you know that's like some freaking like ford shit you know we don't need it anymore <laughs> well i think we don't if we need... yeah if we can um uh, we i think tourism if we will have to transfer the war effort to tourism peaceful tourism I, the tourist industry is also huge and uh, yeah that's just my idea you know, because I like, like I said, what are you going to do with the biggest military in the world in a time of peace? Yeah, I think we have to transfer it to, to like, like at the Disney, team. man. Yeah, exactly. Disney already is like a tourism military. And I worked on a cruise ship, man. That was my first mm -hmm. job out, out of college. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I jokingly call the cruise ship industry. It's like the tourism Navy, man. It's an operation. <laughs> Yeah. Why yeah. not though? Why not? Why don't we put the guns down and all become entertainers and entertain and mm -hmm. heal the world with art? That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
you know, uh, just one more thing about politics. Uh, sure. Because what what we started out with was the mean world syndrome. You know, people. Yeah, well, first man. of all, the media reports only negative stuff and clickbait to get because that's yeah, a business which model. Which is why now. I don't I don't watch the news. Oh, ever. that's good. That you're smart. No, I don't. I mean, yeah. I live in my own world, and I think like because I'm trying to create a world based off of my ideas, and yeah, my yeah. ideas are are not rooted in hate or fear mongering. It's all about right. love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but the thing is, we're fighting the media every day, who's always just going negative on us. And there's this book out there called Factfulness by Hans Rosling, a Swedish professor who's just unfortunately died last year. And he shows you with facts and graphs, all the good stuff, how good we're actually doing. You know, when more people are dying of overweightness instead of starvation, and it that's good. And did you know that um, according to the UN, we have halved poverty in the, like the last 10 years, and we're going to have it again in the next 10 years. We're ahead of schedule with defeating poverty in the world. And that sounds so way to the moon, but it's true. And it's, it's amazing. The world is getting better and better, but the media is concentrating on the negative stuff. So Exactly. You know, and why is that? Like, why 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 that's their business model that's how they make money and i would argue that's not sustainable they're all going to be out of business because i hope so i i know so because i think i know like read harry potter read Mm -hmm. like you watch star wars the hero's journey love always wins man love always wins you cannot stop love and if you're marketing hate i'm sorry there's no place for you in this new world all right, my friend, back to your book now. We had a nice yes, little romp please. in the politics, <laughs> but you like history as much as I do. I think we're going to have to have oh, another podcast with just the I history angle. To, man. I really would. I, I'm, I love history. Oh. I can talk uh, foreign yeah. policy all day. <laughs> Before I forget, you do, I thought you had a YouTube channel, or is that one of the ones you quit? No, it's, I'm actually in the process of rebranding that. I'm trying, please, actually, if you're listening, if you can subscribe to that, I'm trying to get it up to 100. Um, subscribers right now so i can get a unique um a unique url because youtube requires you to have at least 100 subscribers oh give me a link and i'll put it in the show notes yeah i'll I'll add it um yeah because that was the michael boothby show which was my interview show and i'm gonna rebrand that to be a um a sketch comedy show okay cool yeah so we'll also i'll also have interviews and stuff but it's all gonna be like kind of in the style of like Key and Peel, you know, it's actually, it's pretty much going to be my own late night show, but just on YouTube, you know, where mm-hmm. I do stand up and I do sketches with my friends and then I interview influential people. Cause why not? You know? Why yeah. Not? No, <laughs> right on. I mean, YouTube is exponential. It's, it's more powerful than podcasts. And that's, so what you got to do is put your podcast on YouTube also, you know? Yeah. Like, like Joe Rogan. I mean, that's my yeah. dream is to be on Joe Rogan. I, yeah. I want to go on there and just roast him the whole time. And also talk about <laughs> That'd be cool. You, you, you know, he's so funny, man. He's a smoking yeah. pot and just like, it was one time I was doing jujitsu and it's like, okay, we get it. We get it, dude. You like, you do jujitsu and you go haunting. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you smoke pot at the same time. Yeah, he was talking about like, smoking pot and rolling, you know, jujitsu, you know, how much it's better. When I would you love smoke. to, you know, I would love to smoke pot with Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan, if you're listening, like, please have me on your podcast, man. <laughs> I'll send it to him. I'll send it to him, man. I'll yeah, please. Yeah, man, you got a lot on your plate. YouTube channel. You said you're going to make a podcast. You're making an app. How do you focus? Yeah, man. Uh, I'm a, I'm a multidimensional being, so I I operate 
I, I'm, I operate best when I have a lot of different projects I'm working on, right? Mm -hmm. Because I love creativity, but I hate, I hate to keep things stale. So mm -hmm. I, you know, I like to, um, I like to work a lot of different skills, you know? Um, but also a lot of what I do now is just, um, it's a lot of just getting people on board and, and, and delegating and, and finding the right talent for the right things, you know, like, um, so, and, and that's what I'm, I love doing. I love connecting with people. I love going on dates, but I also love connecting with people about possible business ventures because I, you know, I, I like to think of myself as a more mindful Elon Musk, <laughs> yeah, you know, like you I, I, I don't want to create spaceships for myself. I want to create like spaceships for everybody. <laughs> oh, you know what? I got a question for Elon. Yeah, because oh, sure. yeah, because Silicon Valley, man, those the there. So I'm from California, so I'm allowed to rag on Silicon Valley. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So Silicon Valley, they're they're so it is. I think it's called the Golden Cup or something. They're they're so in this bubble, right? And uh, anyways, uh, the question for Elon is is who you know, who gets to go to Mars? How are you going to choose? Yeah. You know, but also my biggest question for him was like, like screw Mars. Like let's like, let's heal earth. Right. Yeah. Like let's, let's stop, let's reverse climate change and, and mm -hmm. work together to get rid of non-renewable mm -hmm. resources and make mm -hmm. heaven on earth. Yeah. Cause I don't think we're going to find a better planet than earth. Honestly. Mm, yeah 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 i like it <laughs> i'm all okay yeah, with it. <laughs> I, i'm pretty I, i'm having a good time down here like yeah. <laughs> i would really like if all the fossil fuel companies would quit their shit and like use yeah. their money to actually save the earth and get yeah. off of their greedy piles of yeah. cash that are gonna serve no purpose when there's no earth yeah. left for anyone to fucking inhabit yeah you know you don't <laughs> need to go on joe rogan and smoke weed i mean you can talk without it man <laughs> You know, yeah, of course, man. You know, I like smoking weed too. <laughs> All right. All right, back back to your book here. Back what, to the book. Um, what's your number one tip from your book or just dating in general? Sure. Um, well, I have two tips in the book that are said it's like Michael's like two number one tips for swipe dating apps. Mm -hmm. um, number one, uh, if you do not know why you're sending a message, mm -hmm. don't send that message. Hmm. Simple, right? Yeah. Very simple. Number two, if you wouldn't say it to someone in real life, uh -huh. don't say it online. Hmm. Okay. And that's, yeah. that's more like etiquette, but like, you know, like, it's yep. mostly for guys that like send women like the nastiest shit. Like you wouldn't <laughs> talk to your mother with that mouth or your friends. Like yeah. what, what gives you the right to talk to anyone like that? Cause yeah. that person on the other side of, of that screen like has feelings and also they're not going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, this is Z-Book's first X rated podcast. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Oh, no, wait, that's actually R. Do people not curse on here? Because, yeah, I'm a comedian, so I'm, I'm always just like I, – I, I try to keep it clean, but like, No holds you know. bars, dude. No, no great, holds bars, man. No Love problemo. It. Love it. I, um, I try to not – I try not to be too liberal, liberal with my F-bombs, but, you know, that, that seemed appropriate. Like, if there's any guy who's listening who, like, is that guy, like, I hope he hears that, you know? Yeah. 
It's all right, man. It's 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 R-rated. It's it, this is an adult podcast, man. Yeah, this is not for kids. This is not Teletubbies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't have Tinder, man. They don't got it, man. They don't need it. They don't got it. Yeah. They don't need it, Jesus. Jesus, uh, so since, they don't need it. <laughs> since you're a historian, I got to sure. ask this question, or you majored in history. If you could eat yeah. dinner with anyone, past, present, future, who would it be? Oh, wow. Wow. Um... Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Oh, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah. I think he would be real. I think him and I would have been like best. I think, yeah, we definitely would have been like good friends because I, I feel like we're both like crazy geniuses. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, hopefully I'm a little less crazy. I hope, I hope the world is kinder to me than it was to Howard Hughes. <laughs> would you have tried to get him away from going to the hermit path or whatever? I probably would have joined him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. Yeah, like I would have joined him in that movie theater and been like, "Dude, what are we watching next?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny. I I didn't know much about Howard Hughes actually until uh, this summer when I moved home. I was with my parents for a bit, and my dad and I watched the movie The Aviator with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, yeah. and I was like, "Oh man, this, this guy was real cool." <laughs> Is that the one you recommend to watch, or are there other movies or books about him that you? I mean, I don't, I, I, that's all, like, really, that's all I know is that and kind of okay. just what I've done, like, my own research online. I mean, I'm sure there's some really great biographies about him. I, I just haven't personally read them yet. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Right on. So, wh who's your favorite author? <sighs> you mentioned it's gotta be, it's gotta be Kurt Vonnegut, man. Yeah. I just, when I, I, the, I remember writing a book report my junior year of high school on Cat's Cradle. And I yeah. thought that book was so cool because, like, he made up this whole religion. But, again, in the book, it was, like, everybody had the same last name. So it was, like, everybody was, like, um, in, in community, in relationship with each other. And mm. I've read every single one of his books, um, mm. his novels, all 14 of his novels. And, and it's just – he just has, I don't know, man. Yeah. He, he, he had a way with words, but more than that, a way with ideas where he could take these really real concepts, like, and like hard, like the, the bombings of Dresden. Yep. And then go write a book, you know, about an alien zoo where they keep humans <laughs> and, and tie it in so beautifully to that story. And of yeah. course that is, um, that's, that's the book he's most known for. Um, the Dresden um, one or what? Which one is the gun? That was his first big a... hit, I think. The bombing, the fire bombing of Dresden. Oh, what? Gosh, I know. Um, Slaughterhouse Five, of course. Yeah, Slaughterhouse yeah, that's Five. That's the one. Yeah, I think that's that was the his one big... that kind of. Yeah, I mean, because before then, I mean, he wrote. Um, his very first book was um, um, Player Piano, mm -hmm. which I was one of the kind of last books I read by him, and I really enjoyed it. It's, it's very, it's very good. It's like this, you know, very dystopian kind of science fiction novel but it's mm -hmm. it's unlike his other books in that it just it really adheres to a traditional plot structure you know it really wasn't until sirens of titan and slaughterhouse five that he started messing around with timelines mm -hmm. and that's kind of what made his, his books at least from a story perspective so interesting and then yeah. of course then he gets to the point where you know his later books where he's just inserting himself into the novel and getting really meta and just you know inserting his own social criticism in which was like Man, even that, I was like, man, this guy's awesome. This guy doesn't yeah. care at all. But at yeah. the same time, it's like he has a whole career of best-selling novels, so he can do whatever he wants. Yep. 
Yep. Um, He's got some wonderful videos on YouTube also about timelines. Oh, gosh. Oh, I know. And my, my oldest sister, um, she's a writer, Suzanne Boothby. Who, she's, um, she's actually um, co-writing Aaron Brockovich's next book, cool. um, which will be out next year, um, which I – well, that's going to be a that's going to be a, a a doozy of a book a wake up call definitely a, a probably a new york bestseller um but i recommend everyone um yeah but she got to meet him actually she studied journalism at northwestern and so she actually got to meet him and and go to a talk and i was like oh i'm so jealous what i would give to have dinner with kurt vonnegut and just listen to yeah. him talk about writing and story but i <coughs> sorry <coughs> gosh <laughs> uh, don't worry be gone you demons <laughs> yeah be gone <laughs> um i i reckon one thing i recommend online there's actually someone if you look this up um kurt vonnegut wrote his his master's thesis on the structure of stories um yeah. and someone oh. online made a beautiful infographic of like the eight different types of stories and yeah. for anybody out there who's a writer or even if just yeah. if you're interested in in, in film or mm -hmm. just story like go check it out and i mean print it out put it on your desk put it on your wall because it's it, it's yeah. a really amazing work yeah i put i posted that on my facebook his video i think i've seen the infographic too so yeah you'll have to send me that video i'd, I'd love to, to check it out okay um, i'll have to scroll down pretty far but <laughs> Scroll down the old yeah. internet. So, who is this author that your sister is co-writing with? Oh, really? You mean oh, Erin Brockovich? She's an activist. Okay. She's the one who like broke like Flint, Michigan. She was played by Julia Roberts in a movie. Okay. I actually was on a date yesterday with a girl, and I started talking about Erin Brockovich, and she was like, "You mean Julia Roberts?" And I was like, "No, <laughs> come, yeah. On. Like, yeah. come on." Which is okay, sad. Like well. more people. More people should know who um, Aaron Brockovich is. Um, yeah, is an, Aaron Brockovich is an American legal clerk, consumer advocate, and environmental ad activist who, despite her lack of formal education in the law, was instrumental in building a case against the Pacific Gas and Electric Company of California in 1993, which I guess that's where she kind of got her start. But she, yeah, she broke Flint, Michigan, and she's a huge... Um, activist for for clean and available water for everybody so she's cool. she's a badass nice um, nice i'll yeah. check that out see I, I i've been living in germany so long i don't don't you know out of touch a little bit so okay wait so wait, so you said you're born in california but but right. you live in germany now yeah i left in 95 so oh, but wow. I, I don't i don't remember her I yeah a little bit older than like you a, you have a little bit <laughs> a little bit um you have that like a little bit of a german accent now yeah, that's good. I've been living here for over 20 years, so um, everybody says I have an accent, so I don't know. Yeah, I was like, you, def you're just, you definitely don't sound like you're from uh, California yeah. anymore. <laughs> when, when I'm there, I can kick back into the California accent, you know, but um, yeah, it right. sucks, you know, because your, your, your native language goes down and your new language also goes down. You, you degenerate to the mean, basically, when you knew, use it, learn a yeah. new language. It's totally annoying. <laughs> yeah yeah right it's, it's it's totally it's totally true also just, uh, what's what's the name of this podcast by the way one of my one of my friends i was messaging she was asking a z book successful authors podcast but it's <laughs> not going to be out right now it's going to be out either this no, Thursday or next yeah, she Thursday. just she just wants to wants to know she's one of my one of my comedy friends tell here, her to so subscribe I was, man i will I on will. itunes uh, at best if you can 
Uh, I don't need, I, who uses iTunes? I didn't even know iTunes. iTunes is, is the number one podcasting platform. That's the one. That's like, that's so wild to me. Like, is that like all they do now is podcasts? Mm, I don't know. But you know, Amazon, <laughs> if you want to sell eBooks or, you know, Amazon is books. 80% of the market is owned by Amazon. Wow. Yeah. And when it comes yeah. to podcasts, 80% is iTunes or I, Apple, Apple podcasts. Um, that's yeah. so wild. I will, I guess, I guess I'll have to get on iTunes for my dating podcast. I still need to well, figure yeah. all that. You should out. concentrate. Thing. Yeah. It's like yeah. when you're an author, you concentrate on Amazon first. And when you're, you were doing podcasts, you, you concentrate on Apple and iTunes first, but you know, you okay. can access it through the, the web, the web, you know, you can, you can listen. <laughs> the dark web. No. <laughs> the dark web. That's, the that's relatively podcast new. dark web. Yeah, that's the Jordan Peterson stuff. He's, he's, he's on the dark web. Oh, I would love to interview that guy, man. I have some questions for him. I tell you what, if you keep, keep it up with your YouTube channel, like regularly podcasting or a podcast, you know, I mean, do both. Do video and audio, right? You don't just do one yeah. channel. You got to do right. as many channels, as, you know, repurpose your content. And then... Um, if you take his online training, uh, then you would have a good chance of getting an interview with him. Ooh, that's a good call. And I mean, like, I the thing is, I I need like a team right now. I'm like getting, I'm trying to do so much, and like, it's yeah. funny. I actually posted on Facebook today, and a few people actually emailed me. One's funny. One one of them is a friend from a, a French class at, uh, here at the University of Florida, and. And she was like, oh, I work in marketing with this other company. But honestly, like, I want to get into publishing anyway. So, like, I'll work for you just for the experience. And I'm like, cool. Let's hop on a call tomorrow. Yeah. I can think of 10 things for you to do right now. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, you got to get that networking and partnerships going because when you got a lot on your plate. So, you got to really – yeah, it's really tough when you're yeah. – I don't know, you know, what your income is. But when you're not making a lot of money, you don't want to <laughs> add a bunch of people, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you can't add all of these right costs, now. you know. Yeah. Yeah, you, you. I think exactly. It's like I think that's what I'm looking for right now is like building partnerships and finding people who are professionals who, who want to be a part of a bigger team because everything I'm building, it's like if you're producing my podcast now or my YouTube channel, like, you know, like when we're making money and have sponsorships, like you'll have a full time job. Yeah. With me, like having fun and doing comedy and shit. So it's like I just need people to buy in right now because it's like I can't, I can't afford like professional videography right now. I mean, mm -hmm. I can, I, and I can shoot myself. But again, like I said, I can shoot myself. That sounded awful. Like I can shoot <laughs> video of myself um, mm -hmm. and like edit it. But it's just I don't want to be doing that. I want to be yeah. writing the content and and acting and being in the front of the camera. And I just want to be able to send it to someone and be like. Boom. Right. When you're done, send it to my social media person and have them do it. You got to so, stay in your genius zone. Exactly. Exactly. And so I got to just be up here and then I need to have people on my team just do like automating everything essentially. Exactly. So also if you're listening and you're like a social media manager hmm. and want to work with someone who's really cool, uh, send me an email. <laughs> like, what's All right. Up? <laughs> yeah. We'll put your contact stuff. Well, what, it, you know, <laughs> what you want to put in the blog post. And I got yeah, some tips for you for, so um, uh, the, the cheapest, bestest uh, virtual yeah. assistant are fancy hands. It's a task oriented thing Ooh, and they'll do this okay. stuff for you. And so if you're on a budget like me, yeah, fancy hands is the best way to get a virtual assistant and you can, you know, you can do stuff like, uh, like, um, 
yeah, repurpose my podcast and do a, a YouTube video, stuff like that. So what was the another one? The other one is get my book about, we just published a book about authority podcasting. I show you how to podcast for free and, and do all sorts of stuff like that. And uh, we should, we should just hop on a call about that. Cause I definitely yeah. want to, when I, when I, when I get the swipe dating dude side up, I want to yeah. definitely chat more about that. We can do that later this week. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. I would love that, man. And yeah. then the third one is uh, IFTTT. If this, then that, that automates this, super simple things. Oh, I've heard, heard of, of it? that. Yeah. 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 For like, I've used that um, for like automation for like Google home and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Okay. So those are my three tips for you, my friend. And yeah, I think we got to wrap it up sooner or later. I yeah. Think... I got to, I got to put my stand up set together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before we get political again and piss more people off. <laughs> <laughs> before, before we get, get into it. Oh, I love it. Hey, beside, by the way, did you see the, the podcast where Joe Rogan was smoking weed with Scott Adams? No. Why? Mm -hmm. No, you didn't. Okay. Wait no, I second. didn't. No, Wait no. a second. I got to pause it. Wait a second. Okay. Here. No. Oh, also, I think. Okay. okay. One more question. How, how was it working with 100 covers and Matt Stone's company? Yeah, man, it was great. Um, I reached out to Matt last December. He was running a special. It was like half off all his packages. I knew I wanted to write this book. So I, I got the deluxe package, which came with um, a promotion on Buck Books. It came with cover design, full support. Um, and yeah, man, it was great, man. He was, he's a great dude to email back and forth with. He's really down to earth and his team is really great. He was super responsive. Um, you know, I think if you're an author, you're self-publishing and you need a professional cover done, I would, I would work with a hundred covers. I'll probably work with them again on my next book. Honestly, they just, they just made it so easy. I, why would I work with anyone else? Yeah. Um, and then also I just I want to give a shout out to my book launch coach, um, Paul Brody, um, I think his website's Paul Brody edu. Um, so he's been helping me with the book launch. Um, he's a big reason, a uh, big part of my launch strategy for helping me get to uh, number one on three different uh, lists on Amazon. Yeah. Um, he's also a great, great guy. And he's, he's, I'm having full support with him now after the launch. And, and I, he's the reason actually we're talking right now. <laughs> I, yeah. I wouldn't be on this podcast if it, if it weren't for um, Paul Brody. Um, and yeah, and so I'm, I'm definitely want to work with him on my next book as well. Um, because I'm already, I'm already planning that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Good, good stuff. Excellent. <laughs> All right, yeah. Michael, the dating meister, tell us where we can reach you <laughs> online. Sure. Um, so, uh, Michael Boothby creative, uh, is kind of, that's my Instagram handle. I'm on Twitter at a Michael Boothby because <laughs> there's, I'm there's there's many of me apparently. Um, <laughs> I'm also um, you can find my book on Amazon. It's Message with Purpose: Swipe Dating Simplified. The ebook is four ninety nine right now, and the paperback I believe is nineteen ninety five. Um, and you can reach. I have a Facebook group for Message with Purpose uh, for the book, and I also have a group that I'm going to. I promise have content in very soon um it's called on facebook it's uh swipe dating app discussion a message with purpose um book club or something like that I'll, I'll have all the links up but i'm looking to kind of make that more of a thing and get men and women just having a dialogue with each other about dating mm -hmm. because i don't i get i get sick of talking and, and i cough so I, I i like to let other people <laughs> talk too that's cool um i also have a youtube channel um which 
it's the Michael Boothby show, but I really need your help if you're listening. If you can go and subscribe to that. Um, it was an interview show. There's a few episodes on there, but I recorded a lot of them on Facebook Live. There's 23 episodes on my personal Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash Michael Boothby. Um, and you can find them there. I have about 11, I think, or 12 on the YouTube channel. Um, but I'm going to be rebranding the YouTube channel. It'll still be the Michael Boothby show, but it's going to be a sketch comedy channel. So it'll be me doing with some of my stand-up. Um, doing some sketches with some of my comedian friends here in Gainesville and also interviewing influential people. So probably in more of an episodic format. Um, so please subscribe to that channel because we, I need a hundred subscribers to get a, uh, <laughs> a unique uh, URL. Cause right now it's like my old YouTube channel. So it's like youtube.com slash alien boy five two seven, which was my <laughs> AOL instant messenger screen name, which is Whoa. not super professional. Um, <laughs> so okay. yeah, help me out. <laughs> All right, Mike. It's been great. Thanks a lot yeah, for man. coming by, and and uh, maybe next time we'll talk more about dating, less about Ike Eisenhower. <laughs> yeah, less about global <laughs> politics. <laughs> okay. Nah, that's cool, right. man. I look forward to having you back on the show, and uh, yeah. All right, man. Then I'll then uh, keep on keeping on, and I'll see you next time. All right. Thank you, Eric. Looking forward to it, man. You're welcome, my friend. Okay, my friends, if you like that podcast, then remember to go to zbooks.co and go get all the materials to start your authoring career. We have a seven-day challenge every week, so there's no excuse to not finish your book. And remember, please go to iTunes and upvote this podcast and Google Play. Okay, I look forward to seeing you at the top.